0: Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause, where we talk about this time of life, mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen. Each week, I'm joined by top professionals dropping their tips and advice. Remember, episodes drop every Tuesday. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. And if you like this podcast, please rate and review it. Thank you, because this helps others to find the show. You can check out our website, Find out which episodes are coming up and get the latest blogger advice by going to my website, ThriveThroughMenopause.com and get ready to thrive, not just survive, through perimenopause and beyond. Welcome to this week's episode of Thriving Through Menopause with me, Clarissa Christensen. And we're going to be talking about leaky guts, and that might be something you've heard about, read about, and wonder, what is that? Is it real? And if I have that problem, what can I do about it? I'm delighted to be joined today by registered dietitian and yoga teacher, Projector Apte. Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause, Projector. Thank you so much, and I am so excited to be here, and uh, I can't
1: wait to uh, share the information with your audience. So, thank you very
0: much for it. I'm me. delighted personally because not only have you got a really solid background in health and nutrition, you're a, come from a functional perspective. You are also very holistically focused. And I know you have a special mm-hmm. education and interest in Ayurveda as well. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I try to combine. A um, little bit of everything,
1: right? Because, and that's how we call it as holistic practice, where you try to connect your body and mind and treat individual as
0: a whole. I think that's really important, mm-hmm. and especially in menopause when I think we, it's easy to keep treating the body and forget how important we are as a whole. Yeah, correct. correct. Absolutely. So, let me yeah. ask you a question about leaky gut. Is it a real thing? (laughs) Yes, leaky gut is definitely a real thing.
1: And especially when it, gut health is really important for every individual. And I feel that it is a foundation for your good health and your overall well-being. But especially when it comes to menopause and menopausal age, There are a lot of things happening and changing in women's body and gut health is extremely important piece of this puzzle. Absolutely, keeping your gut healthy will help you keep some of the symptoms that you are dealing with, which are menopause related, you will be able to keep those under control. Again, circling back to your question Yes, leaky gut is a real thing. And there are a lot of research studies done on this topic. And if you do research papers, if you want to look it up, I'm sure you will come up with a lot of research papers. But leaky gut, in clinical terminology, it is called as a increased intestinal permeability. And I would like to explain this as, imagine your intestine is a long tube that helps your body digest food, absorb nutrients. And normally, the walls of this tube, they have a tight lining. They have tight junction. And that only allows useful nutrients to pass through and keeps harmful substances out. But when someone is dealing with leaky gut, what happens is the lining of your intestine, it becomes more Porous. it looks unhealthy it becomes leaky and what does that mean is those tight junctions between your cells in the intestinal wall they become loose and it starts to allow the things such as undigested food particles toxins bacteria to escape from your intestine into your bloodstream and normally these things should stay inside the intestine and they should not be entering in your okay. bloodstream. But when this happens, when these unwanted substances get into your bloodstream, your body sees them as foreign invaders. And that's what it you know triggers the immune response. And then this can lead to inflammation in your body. And it can cause a lot more health problems. Yeah, it's
0: really quite serious, isn't it? This is when we get gut inflammation. And of course, if we were talking as we were earlier in a mind-body perspective, we of course know that the gut and the mind are talking to each other, aren't they, Projections. If we have gut inflammation, Correct. it's not going to help you in terms of your emotional state, brain fog, Correct. depression, all of these Correct. things can then yep. manifest. Yeah, absolutely. It can just start off with simple, easy
1: or symptoms like frequent migraine headaches or even frequent headaches or brain fog. And then, of course, it can lead to some serious conditions if the leaky gut is not treated. Because as you were saying, our gut and our brain, they talk to each other. So generally, leaky gut
0: always results in leaky brain. Mm. That's not good, given that women in menopause, Mm are already struggling, Mm -hmm. aren't they, with brain fog and mood swings. And leaky gut is going to make that worse, isn't it, projector? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One of my questions is well, how does it happen that someone gets leaky gut? What are the underlying causes here? Correct. Absolutely.
1: And that's a good question. And again, I am Telling everybody who's listening to this podcast that this is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Nothing changes overnight. This process for some people could be happening in the background for few weeks, to few months, to even a few years. It is there are a lot of underlying causes and contributing factors to leaky gut. And what is important is if you feel you're struggling with leaky gut, you need to identify what exactly your causes for leaky gut. Because if you come up with the exact cause for your problems, only and only then you will be able to find a right solution and only then you will be able to treat it and heal it correctly. So um, Two of the common causes for leaky mm-hmm. gut is absolutely first thing I want to talk about is poor diet or unhealthy nutrition. And when I'm saying that, I'm talking about diet that is high in processed foods, the diet that is high in sugars and unhealthy fats, which can contribute to inflammation and it can damage the intestinal lining. Yeah. The other thing is chronic ongoing stress and We all know that stress is a part of our life these days, but long-term stress can disrupt the balance of your gut microbiome or between, it shifts the balance between your good and bad bacteria. It can weaken the intestinal barrier. Plus when someone is dealing with chronic stress, obviously you're dealing with high levels of cortisol and that cortisol can absolutely disturbing your intestinal lining it makes those tight junctions loose and forms gaps in between through which the unwanted substances can escape into yeah. your bloodstream the other contributing factor is excessive alcohol consumption and alcohol can damage the gut lining it can increase your intestinal permeability so absolutely alcohol is a factor in leaky gut the next one I want to talk about is overuse or excessive use of antibiotics. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. um, again, sometimes antibiotics are absolutely needed, but many times antibiotics are prescribed when they are not really necessary or someone needs to be on antibiotic for a long time, for a few weeks to even a few months. And frequent and prolonged use of antibiotics can Disturb the balance of your good and bad bacteria, it will take out or it will cure your infection that you're dealing with. But at the same time, it will also sweep out all the good bacteria from your gut microbiome, which can definitely put you at a higher risk for leaky gut. And it can completely damage the balance between your good and bad bacteria and can lead to leaky gut. The other factor is certain types of infections like gut infection or parasite infection, which can damage the intestinal lining and can be a cause for leaky gut. Food sensitivities. When people are dealing with food sensitivities for a long time, they're not sure what foods are um, causing inflammation in their body. The repeated exposure so these foods that you are sensitive to, it can trigger inflammation and it can affect the gut barrier function. So food sensitivities is another reason yeah. for leaky gut. Uh, the big one here I, I want to talk about is lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. I know it is like a it is a queen in my opinion when it comes to our uh, lifestyle habits, and uh, many people are sleep deprived. Yeah. Many people are sleep deprived for different reasons. Insufficient sleep can, again, disrupt the gut health. It can shift the balance between your good and bad microbes. And it is a contributing factor to your increased permeability and leaky gut. Sleeping for at least seven to nine hours is absolutely essential. And we all should make that as a priority, especially if you feel that you're always sleep deprived, you're not getting enough sleep you need to make that as a priority over anything else. So lack of sleep is another factor. And last one I want to talk about is environmental toxin exposure. As we all know that we have toxins all over. We are surrounded by toxins. We live in the pool of toxins. And exposure to pollutants and toxins in the environment can contribute to gut inflammation which can lead to leaky gut. So these are some of the common contributing factors and causes for leaky gut. Again, as I said, we need to have a very personalized approach when we are trying to find out what is your cause, what is your root cause for leaky gut or whatever gut-related problem that you're dealing with so that you can come up with the right plan. And if you really don't know how to start with all of this and how to help yourself, you definitely want to get the help from a healthcare professional. Absolutely. Area.
0: And when you listed out those factors, projector, I mean, mm-hmm. they are some mm-hmm. of the most common things that we are living with or the lifestyle that we have. Ultra-processed foods are everywhere. The huge consumption. Yeah. If we look back, right. we would have eaten maybe a couple of teaspoons of sugar at the most. Now people a can of Coke has eight teaspoons of sugar, let alone whatever sugar and bad fats are in everything, especially mm-hmm. in foods and food. yeah. as you said, alcohol. And I think we've talked about alcohol before on this show, but midlife women's alcohol mm-hmm. consumption is among the highest now and has been increasing. Yeah a lot and I think there's a certain culture around drinking and also drinking higher alcohol containing beverages like wines which are a lot higher in alcohol content than, than men drinking beers like, and as you true. said toxins mm-hmm. and of course if you're menopausal no sleep a lot of women and we've had several really great conversations with experts on sleep here in over the years a lot hmm. of women are, are sleeping on three or four hours a night. That's not years, enough. no wonder that people can be at risk from leaky gut. Correct. Yep,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: One of my questions is, If I, how would I know that I had a
1: leaky gut? And so there are some signs and symptoms that I would like to share to answer this question. But again, you may be dealing with all of these signs and symptoms that I'm going to share with you, or you could be even dealing with just one or two. Again, identifying the root cause is very essential. And I know I've been stressing on this point again and again, but many times I have seen in my practice that people will come to me after following someone's NCIS protocol for healing their leaky gut. And they have not found um, a relief after following that protocol Rather, they are feeling worse by the time they come to me. And the reason for that is well, you cannot follow someone else's protocol, it is not a cookie cutter approach, no, no, no. but it has to be individualized. Yes. It is very important because I always say this, that every gut microbiome is like a snowflake. It is unique and that's why the treatment plan has to yes, be of unique. Course. Talking about signs and symptoms, Some people may experience some digestive issues such as frequent bloating, gas more than normal or uh, diarrhea or even frequent constipation. And that may indicate a problem with your gut health. Again, that does not mean that you are dealing with leaky gut, but that could be one of the earlier signs that something is not correct in your digestive health and you need to take action right away. So another thing I always share with my clients is try to listen to the whispers before they start screaming to you. <laughs> Good advice. Yeah. So another another sign and symptom could be person may may develop food sensitivities or dealing with food sensitivities. Person might be unsure of what foods he or she is having a problem with. So developing new or worsening sensitivities of certain foods and they could be perfectly healthy foods like chicken or avocado or even eggs or almonds. So they could be even healthy foods but your body is now started to treating those foods as a threat. You will not develop food sensitivities Only for unhealthy or bad foods could be very much common for people to have a food sensitivity even for good healthy foods. That could be a sign of leaky gut developing food sensitivity and weakness. So feeling tired and exhausted. All the time, experiencing low energy or when you wake up in the morning, even after a good sleep, if you are taking a long time to put yourself together and start your day, that's a sign that you have extreme fatigue and weakness. You have very poor energy and that could be a clear cause which might be related to leaky gut. Some people have skin problems, conditions like acne or eczema that comes and goes, or even some rash that comes and goes. That may be a result from your body's immune response to leak substances. Skin conditions could be a contributing factor. Again, putting some topical lotions and creams on it is, again, in my opinion, you're masking yeah. the symptoms. Yeah. You're putting bandages on your symptoms. You still need to work uh, real cause or the root cause of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. The joint pain is another symptom that could be indicating that you possibly dealing with leaky gut and inflammation caused by leaky gut can lead to joint pain or joint stiffness and another another symptom could be autoimmune disorders so leaky gut is believed to be linked to some of the autoimmune conditions where the immune system mistakenly attacks your own tissues and i have seen at least in my practice that many people dealing with autoimmune disorders they also have a leaky gut. So again, fixing the leaky gut, fixing their gut overall and healing their gut definitely can help them put their autoimmune condition in remission.
0: As you said, Prajanta, it's a lot of individual because we are individual and unique in our experience and lifestyle and everything. But when you listen to some of those things, they're, they're really difficult things to live with. They can be painful. They can be lead mm-hmm. to other things. My question is: oh I, my understanding is in the menopause, the changing hormones causes our gut to slow down, so we are more likely mm-hmm. to be bloated and constipated and those sorts of things. Does that put perimenopausal, menopausal women at more risk of developing leaky gut?
1: I would say yes and no. But again, it is individualized. But yes, having some changes happening in your body in menopausal uh, age, uh, definitely your gut has slowed down. You are probably under a lot of stress in that stage of your life. Even if your children are uh, adult, they have their own set of issues that you have to deal with or you could have aging parents that you need yeah. to take care of. You could be dealing with your own responsibilities, your job if you're still working. So I feel that it brings a lot of stress yeah. and it all happens unknowingly. You're probably not thinking about it, but you are always have to carry this stress with you. So that definitely can impact your gut health. And as you said, the hormonal changes happening in the body can slow down the overall functioning of your gut health. You mentioned that women in that age, they probably socialize more and socialization comes mm-hmm. with alcohol. Yeah. So they could be having more alcohol consumption than any other women in different age of their life so that could be a contributing factor to their imbalanced gut so overall I feel that these women in this stage of their life could be dealing with leaky gut more than some other women in their earlier age yeah I think that yes
0: as you said individual but there's probably more potential risk factors than mm-hmm. there might have been yep. when we were younger and we didn't have particularly, I think the level of stress that I see among my clients. Yeah. How we're juggling uh-huh. so much and often have right. a, a little bit of what I might describe as disordered eating in that there's a lot of skipping of meals, and eating at your desk and eating on the run and, and still trying Correct. to lose weight in this diet culture thing that hangs around as well, because we are putting on weight that right. doesn't shift over over exercising and a whole load of things that don't support the body make us potentially more prone to a leaky gut.
1: Absolutely and the point of weight is or weight gain what you mentioned is absolutely correct and many times most of people think it that oh I need to eat less and move more but when it comes to weight gain that's not always true and many times the root cause is your imbalanced gut or you need to fix your hormones
0: in order to see the weight loss happening. So mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. can leaky gut be treated? Given that obviously there's an individual root cause, but what are some of the right. common steps that you might
1: Absolutely. As I said, there are definitely some of the common treatments that you can change in your diet and lifestyle so that you are walking on a healthier path or you are being proactive by making these changes and you are putting yourself at a lower risk for developing leaky gut in future. So absolutely nutrition plays a big role. And focus on gut-friendly diet, which includes whole foods which are unprocessed. So I always tell that eat foods in its most natural form. Uh, Try to avoid eating foods that come in a package, in a box. Uh, Consider adding more fruits and vegetables, more fiber in your diet, healthy fats. And by doing that, reduce the intake of refined sugars and processed foods. Make sure that you are including prebiotic foods such as garlic or onions or raw bananas in your diet and also focusing on getting probiotics such as yogurt or fermented foods in your diet, which all will help uh, support a healthy gut microbiome. Yeah. So dietary changes or, in, or clean nutrition is very important. Now, in general, also, when it comes to nutrition, I would like to say that if you try to make your diet 75% plant-based, again, that doesn't mean that you need to become vegetarian. You don't have to. You can still eat good quality meat. But if you focus more on getting plant-based foods in your diet, you will be helping yourself to develop a good healthy, diversified gut microbiome because these friendly bacteria in our system, they are vegetarians and they love to eat plant-based
0: food. They do. So that's nutrition. Yes. Uh, And before we move on, one of the things is from an Ayurvedic perspective, uh, there's uh often healing healing diets. Oh, my God. Cut that bit out. That a healing diet that that can also be given to people to almost reset the... When it comes to um, Ayurveda, it is also a
1: very individualized approach. I'm not sure how much knowledge listeners have, but the whole knowledge um, of Ayurveda is based on uh, body types or doshas. And there are three main doshas that have been identified as Vata and kapha mm. and in order to treat an individual with an ayurvedic perspective you need to first identify okay. what that person's body type is or dosha is and based off of that dosha which you are generally born with the goal is to keep that dosha in balance for some people things like i would say Healthy fats or ghee might be a good idea, but for other people, like people who have a vata body constitution, they are generally prone to have constipation, for example. So drinking warm water or including healthy fats in your diet or including ghee in your diet, which is a clarified butter. Those things are beneficial for people who have vata body constitution, but These are the foods that are not good for people who have a kapha constitution. So again, it all changes. The dynamic changes based on what body type you have. So if you go see a Ayurvedic practitioner, the first thing he or she will do is they will identify what is your body type, what constitution you have, what dosha you have. And based off of that, they will try to come up with a treatment
0: plan around your body culture. Uh, that, that's very clear and, and obviously a lot of that is diet based isn't it projector it is diet based and it is lifestyle
1: modification ayurveda believes in treating the gut health or balancing the gut ayurveda believes in body mind connection yes a lot of the things that we are talking about from a functional medicine yes. standpoint Ayurveda already knew about (laughs) it about 5,000 years back. So that's amazing, isn't it? So the first is really Mm -hmm. to
0: have this gut-friendly diet.
1: What other would be
0: some of the key things that a person could expect and should be themselves attempting to instigate in their life? Absolutely. So
1: the diet is the first thing. I would like to focus next is stress management because, as I said, that's a big thing. And many people just ignore that or just take their Mm -hmm. body for granted. But chronic stress can negatively affect your gut health. Engaging in stress-reducing activities that could be yoga or meditation or deep breathing exercises or just going out and connecting with nature or maybe developing some hobbies that will Mm -hmm. help you relax will help you get your stress under control it will help to normalize the cortisol level in your blood and these things any of the stress management practice that you decide to pursue I would encourage you to stick to that and be consistent with it I've seen many people who would be doing yoga sessions in the morning and who will do meditation only when they are stressed and then they have a big deadline to make. You should not be doing that, but it should be a part of your daily routine just as you brush your teeth every day and we don't have a choice for that, right? So similarly, you should be practicing stress management technique, whatever you like and you feel most comfortable with and stick to that every day. So stress management is important. The next is sleep and exercise. And I know we have touched on those two things as well in before. But getting a good sleep is absolutely the key. As I said, it is a queen and you really need to make that as a priority. Make sure that you go to bed at certain time. So by developing a good sleep schedule, you will be able to get good night's sleep. Getting off of your electronic devices at least one hour before your bedtime is important because that will actually Keep you awake and it can disrupt your circadian rhythm, which I know is a another big (laughs) topic to talk about, or you must have already covered it. But definitely develop a good sleep schedule, make sure that you get at least seven hours of good sleep each night. Prioritize your day accordingly. Another uh, thing about exercise is regular exercise, any type of physical movement is. Absolutely needed. So uh, make sure that you're engaging yourself in some type of physical activity, uh, at least 30 minutes uh, each day, or I think at least guidelines um, here says that 150 minutes each And these both things, the good sleep and exercise, they play essential roles in maintaining your healthy gut. They can maintain the lining of your gut and of course your overall well-being. The last thing I want to talk about is right kind of supplements Hmm. and they are necessary, especially when it comes to repairing your lining of the gut. Besides eating healthy and getting enough sleep and moving regularly and managing your stress, you also want to make sure that you are getting the right kind of supplements for you to help heal your gut and fix your leaky gut. And good quality probiotics that promote the growth of beneficial gut bacteria are important. Glutamine is another really good supplement that I recommend for people who are dealing with leaky gut which actually support the intestinal lining yes. and repairing of that intestinal lining and omega-3 fatty acids or a fish white yes. supplement that can help reduce your inflammation so again these are generic supplements that play a role in healing your leaky gut but what supplements you will need as an individual, that's something your healthcare professional can help you Absolutely.
0: with Lisa, they, they are very common things that we see prescribed. I think omega-3 fatty acids is something that we are mm-hmm. learning are so vital to our gut health, to our brain health, to our healthy aging and of course, as you said, probiotics in combination with a healthy yeah. diet, is mm-hmm. yes. But as you say, someone might need other supplements for some time to, in order to balance themselves and and to heal their gut. Yes, and definitely. if people want yes. to choose supplements, Projector, what should they be looking for? Because it's a minefield out there with a lot of companies, lots of claims. Have you any guidance on that too? I would say
1: that definitely look for the clean supplements that are not synthetically made and that are made naturally. Also, make sure that these supplements are tested by a third party to make sure that they are clean and they do not have any additives or food coloring or anything uh, that your body is going to hate it, in other words. The other thing is if while you're healing your gut, leaky gut especially, if you know that you, are, you have a sensitivity for gluten and dairy or soy, so make sure that the supplements that you're taking, they do not have some common allergens in those supplements because you may be reacting to that. Through supplements even if you're avoiding these food sources in your diet these are some of the things i can talk about in united states there are some companies uh, who are well known to make good quality supplements and i generally recommend supplements from those companies for my clients
0: yeah i think that's really important because it seems like there is so much choice and especially for women In menopause, I think there's a huge amount of supplements and companies putting things on the market, but we do need to be aware of what else is in them. And I think that was a very good guidance also on things like glucose Mm -hmm. and milk-based products can be involved and they could actually aggravate the system. Correct. Yeah. I think that sounds like some really sound advice there, projector Diet, but so much more, this holistic approach around stress, sleep, mm-hmm. exercise, supplements. And as of course, yeah. as we talked earlier, reducing alcohol consumption and removing as much toxins, am I right, from our uh, body, not only from Go food, on. but also from skincare products and other spaces. Yeah. You can even
1: start with your kitchen by tossing some plastic containers out or using only stainless steel or cast iron pots and pans. And you can still start reducing the tonsil burden in your
0: body, right in your kitchen. Yeah, exactly. It's almost going back to what we might have done (laughs) with our grandparents. (laughs) Very oh, true. My final question to you is: If someone has leaky gut, then if they follow this kind of protocol, roughly how long would it take to heal? Obviously, we're all individual. but it's a guideline, uh, as you
1: said, it's very individualized, and definitely things are not going to change overnight. Because I always say that takes you generally for majority of the people. Few months to even sometimes few years to feel very kind of unhealthy and crappy and all yeah. those things. So it definitely does take some time. I would say, again, this is just a guideline. So don't take me, take my words 100%, but it could take anywhere between two to six months, depending on what other conditions you're dealing with and how compliant you are with making uh, changes in your nutrition in your lifestyle habits and one other thing I feel is how mentally you are prepared to accept these changes if you are not mentally ready to make a change because any change is intimidating we are not ready for it right away but if you are mentally prepared for it if you know the reason why you are going to let go of your old habit that you have been doing since your childhood, but you are embracing this new habit, I think you will be more compliant to it. And then you will definitely see results much faster. So there's no competition is I always tell people. There's no competition. You are walking on your own path. And sometimes it may take a little longer. Sometimes you may feel that the road is very smooth and paved, versus other times it could be a bumpy ride for some time but at the end if you follow your compliant. if you follow the guidance from your healthcare professional if you are very particular about making those changes and sticking to them you are going
0: to see results. That's- I think that's fantastic projective because I think in setting a slightly longer timeline we realize that this is work in correcting as you say months or even years worth of behavior or behavior you've had since childhood, some of it's since childhood and mm-hmm. allowing that mm-hmm. to take its time. But once it healed, we can be free of a lot of the pains and difficulties. Correct. That come. Correct. But I also feel this and I have shared
1: this with my clients and I would like to share this with the listeners today as well, that even after you heal your leaky gut or any digestive condition that you're dealing with, I always feel that you need to then maintain it because gut health is possibly going to be the weakest link in your health. And you need to make sure that you are nurturing your gut so that you don't go into that same problem again. So after healing your gut, if you start to with your old habits and start eating processed food again and then you don't practice stress management, you are up late in the night and not getting enough sleep, there's a good possibility that you may get into that same problem and you will possibly have to start all over again. And uh, we as uh, healthcare professionals, we don't want that to happen with you. And that's why after feeling better, you need to nurture your gut health. It
0: is very important. Stick to those new habits you have developed throughout your healing yeah, journey. I think that's incredibly mm-hmm. sound advice, Projector. And one which I think, Thank you. as all of us as practitioners, that's I think our disappointment is often that people, when they're working with us, right. really follow the protocols and everything's working and they go back and it's all over and suddenly our old habits creep back And we're back to square one. Mm -hmm. So that that is fantastic advice. Mm -hmm. Projector, thank you you so much for coming on the show and sharing a really simple and clear explanation of leaky gut, how it occurs, and some of the steps that people can begin to think about in terms of managing it. Mm -hmm. Where can people Mm -hmm. connect with you to learn more about the work that you do? Absolutely. You can
1: visit my website. It's called rightnutritionworks.com. Once again, it's rightnutritionworks.com and right is spelled as R I G H T. I'm sure you will find that information in the show notes for today's episode. And as a gift from me to all the listeners who are listening to this podcast, I have a free guide that you can download. It's called Fix Your Gut. And I'm sure Clarissa will have the link in her show notes as well. So if you're interested, download that guide. The guide gives you clear instructions and a step-by-step framework on how to take a charge of your gut health. If you feel that your gut health is off, you don't feel good all the time, don't wait, again, listen to the, those whispers and don't wait until they start to scream at you. So take, be proactive and take a charge of your
0: gut health today because it is the foundation for overall Absolutely, building. and that's fantastic. And quite rightly, the link to Projector's website and to the guides will be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Projector, for coming on the show and for sharing this wisdom. I'm very grateful and sure many of my listeners will be looking out for that information and wanting to take steps to improve their heart, gut health.
1: Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here, Clarissa, and share my knowledge and my expertise with your audience. And I hope that even if you learn one little thing from today's conversation, and if you take a step forward, towards your well-being, that will be a uh, great thing for me. Thank you Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Thriving Through Menopause. If you like this podcast episode, please hop over to my website, thrivethroughmenopause.com, and rate and review it. And thank you if you do that, because it helps others to find the show. Want more news and views on perimenopause and menopause? then sign up to my weekly newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Thank you once again for listening and see you next week for another guest interview helping you to thrive through menopause.